Disrupting Worship, the podcast, is a set of conversations about the future of gathered worship. In the midst of struggle and tragedy, lockdown has offered us an unprecedented opportunity to pause, reflect, and reshape what it looks like to meet with God, the world, and one another. So it's awesome to be here with Timo and Gemma and uh, Geraldine and Kerry. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. And uh, yeah, why don't you just give us like the one minute kind of who you are, where are you coming from, what do you do? Who wants to start? Let's go with uh, Geraldine. Because <laughs> she can speak for England. Down <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm Geraldine. I guess it depends on the day of the week. Um, what I'm doing. So today has been um, editing a chapter of a book I am um, uh, contributing to on being a reluctant choir director. Tomorrow and Thursday I'm going to be lecturing at LST. Friday we're going to be working towards two song collaborations. Come on. Preparation for Saturday and actually writing with those songwriters. So it's awesome. it's varied and it's rich but we're so thankful in it all oh thank you mm. i'll go to <laughs> carrie now awesome yeah so uh, i get to work with my gorgeous wife and uh <laughs> so lots of songwriting lots of creative work uh working at lst london school of theology so some great students and fab uh colleagues to work with there and it's always a stretch every week to mm. Uh, just know, um, just carrying uh, the the wisdom that God has put in the group. Yeah. Actually, and um, uh, just leaning from that space. Um, but yeah, every day of the week has a different taste to it as well. But, um, yeah. Cool. Awesome. And uh, how about you, Gemma? Um. Yeah, at the moment I am working for myself. I'm an artist, a visual artist, so I am spending most of the days um, creating things. Um, I run a little business selling cards and things, and so I'm, I'm using my art in that sense. Cool. Yeah. And that's my day-to-day -day at the moment, but hmm. yeah. You have like work for churches and you do a whole load of music with Timo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just bigging you up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. Thank you. How are you, Timo? Yeah, hi there. Uh, I'm Timo, originally from the beautiful land of Germany, deep in the forest. I've uh, been in the UK for about 10 years now. Uh, Gemma and me, we met at the London School of Theology, uh, where we also actually meet, met all of you guys. Yeah. I just realised, gosh, it's like a mini, mini reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Grace. This is a <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a Billy No Mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, after that, I've worked for an Anglican church here in London uh, for four years as a worship leader. And yeah, I'm now part of Engage Worship. Uh, creating some resources there for for worship but i'm currently also doing a master's at king's college in christianity and the arts 
which I'm enjoying very much. It's really, really interesting. Uh, and yeah, if, if there's some time left over during the week, I love writing songs <laughs> and cooking spicy curries. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, we should say that this is probably your first kind of official Timo and Gemma thing, working with me and Sarah for Engage Worship. This is like the first thing. Yeah. Our new recruits, <laughs> colleagues. Yeah. We've never had colleagues before that we didn't great. live in the same so house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's super cool. All right, yeah. guys. Well, so this um, particular episode, we're thinking about the fact that you are all musicians, worship leaders, and um, obviously this podcast, we're thinking about just the kind of impact of COVID and lockdown and the past year and stuff on kind of church worship and particularly want to focus that on music and sung worship, which is, we know for so many people, such an absolute central part of their worship experience and yet, of course, it's been one of the things that for many people has been kind of taken away or that experience of gathering to sing. Um, mm -hmm. And so really interested to know what your perspectives are on that and how both, you know, what you've been, how you've responded to that during this time and what you think the future is uh, for all of that stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, just interested. Maybe we could start with the, the challenges and frustrations because I think probably people will, will relate. What have been some of your kind of achings, longings, yeah, just in, in terms of music and singing and where, where have you guys kind of journeyed in that? Well, we actually had a interesting, it's interesting timing because we actually had a, a like Zoom meeting with our worship team from church last night and we were talking about a really similar thing. Mm. And um, we started the meeting with like a worship time that was, uh, it was a video of, um, a whole bunch of people leading us. I can't, I don't know where it exactly was. Was it United uh, Pursuit? United yeah. Pursuit, yeah. And like, a, you know, 25, 30 people. It was filmed ages ago and everybody was just like vibing together and worshipping and playing music and instruments. And, like in a living room. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. like, and I was like, that is what I miss. <laughs> um, Everyone and actually that. like yeah. we've done that a lot um, with Carrie and Geraldine at their home and, and mm. um, one of the things we love the most about being musicians is being able to worship together with other people. And so for me, I've just... I'm aching to like play together again with other people yeah. and and have that interaction where you hmm. it's where it's live where it's there's no delay over zoom yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me yeah. that's yeah you're not constantly telling people to mute themselves yeah <laughs> sorry you, you yeah. can sing but just mute yourself can you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's painful although that's the reality of it isn't it now that worship has largely moved to Zoom, or our, in fact, all of our services have moved to Zoom. I'm guessing that's the, the majority, isn't it? I feel worship has been, or, or sung worship has become so optional now, where you can just sort of mm. tune out. I mean, it's really a bit like watching TV, isn't it? There's yeah, a worship yeah. leader on a screen, yeah. and we watch the screen. And yeah, the idea is that we join in and that we engage in some way, but really what we're used to from all of our screens is that, well, when it's not really my kind of thing, then maybe I'll skip it or I'll mute it mm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then for me, that, that was been one of the biggest challenges and, and disruptions and yeah, things to navigate in these days. Yeah. 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 How about you guys? Do you relate to that, Geraldine, Kerry? Yeah. Or have you got other, other uh, things? Sure. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, our, our context is obviously being in lecturing situations and uh, so normally we're, we're very re responsive to the sound in the room, mm. we try to be, and uh, that's really special because you can uh, just see where the spirit is moving, who he's speaking through and encourage that, you know, yeah, yeah. that's a beautiful, that's the most beautiful place in worship for mm. me, actually. Mm. And uh, so obviously with the 2D worship, yeah, you, have, yeah, yeah. you know, you're, you're calling, uh, you're still trying to hear that sound, but um, you've got much less to go on. Yeah. So it's a question of, okay, yeah. who should we ask to pray now, for example? Mm. Um, is there a story that needs to be heard? So I guess we're digging deeper to yeah. try and hear that sound, and that's mm. a good thing in some ways. I mean, this is not all bad, mm. having to be in this situation. It's, um, it's not all bad. It is awful. <laughs> many people yeah yeah of course but um in terms of how we can grow and be challenged and uh grow deeper in faith i think that's that's yeah a good you know god's always at work isn't he yeah 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 for me it i guess for the most part i i've just been thinking oh yeah we we're in this situation in terms of gathered worship that's a real challenge but we can try this and we've got opportunity mm. for that. But I think it's actually probably just recently for me that I'm, you know, that verse that says weeping with those who weep and hurting yeah. with those who hurt. Yeah. I guess it's just for me recently feeling that there are people that are really missing this gathered worship mm. thing. Mm. There are people that are, and yes, while I'm kind of, you know, we'll always be thinking or we'll always be thinking, oh, let's try that creatively or let's do this. Yeah. Even on Zoom, we can make it work. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, what I'm what I'm kind of feel that I'm coming into now is a sense of actually there are people that are just like this. Is, it, for some, it's still it still hurts. It's still a painful place. But for some, it's going to a numb place. For some, yeah. it's going to an indifferent place. For some, yeah. it's going to, will we ever get out of here place? <laughs> and I guess it's just feeling, I don't know if that's a frustration or whatever, but it, but it is, but, but there is an emotion there that's to do with empathy, I guess, mm -hmm. in mm. terms of th this is hard. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Grace? You found any of that stuff in your context as a as a vicar, or even just personally? Yeah, I think I've got to be honest. Initially, I kind of was <laughs> I was relieved in the first lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I mean, it was painful on a personal basis with two young children at home full time. Mm. But I just the first lockdown, I kind of felt, oh, this is just a gift for us to navigate worshiping at home mm. in the household as. Jewish people have done for centuries, mm -hmm. which maybe I think in Christianity we've lost that kind of, mm. you know, um, you know, do making music in the house unless you, you know, you're from a, a musical family. It's just mm. there's that real disconnect, which I think we have in that Jewish heritage. We disconnected from that. So in the first lockdown, I was like, you know, to my congregation, this is a gift to us to either experience different church traditions or from the comfort of your living room. This is an opportunity for us to cultivate worship in our home with mm. our children in an appropriate way and just feel free, you know, to make it up, you know, yeah. through a Bible verse and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think there was that, I tried to have that kind of energy, um, but in this lockdown three, when it's winter and it's hard and it's cold, 
and you need that gathering. I, I echo what Geraldine is saying, that there is an ache in people and singing is good for us, mm-hmm. isn't it? It is so good for us. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're missing that. And my husband loves singing. He loves that gathered worship and be able to sing his heart out. And, uh, yeah, he's aching. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Not not being able to sing. Um, so, so, yes, we are on a, a, a different journey and there is that sense of despair and is this how it's always going to be and and that and that, and that kind of thing so so I see that and also when our church reopened um I know that there were some people who stayed away because they couldn't come and sing mm. so that that's fast for me that's a whole fascinating thing about what is church who is it for who you know, you know that unpacks there's loads of theological questions yeah, going yeah, on yeah. there but um yeah. um but but for some people it's just like I, I really want to, I want to sing. And so when we did a, a carol service on the lawn in the rain, I was amazed people came out because they missed that human connection when we gather and when we sing. And mm. for Christians, when we do that around Jesus, it's all about God and what he has done for us. Um, yeah. So I think uh, yeah, the energy is different in lockdown three, I think. Yeah. I think yes. lockdown one, because it was spring and it was summer, there was we were on that natural seasonal rift of creativity and openness mm. and in lockdown too it is lament and there's a heaviness um I think people find but I'm also mm. like you Geraldine and Kerry I just I'm still thinking this is a there is still gold to be plundered here <laughs> there, there is still there is still there's still gold there's still treasure there is still blessings wrapped up um yeah. in this in this trial mm. I'm really challenged by what you're all saying because I feel like I, I'm a bit like like you were in in that lockdown one um, grace and sort of thinking oh but come on guys there's so many other ways to worship mm-hmm. you know we could read a song we could do contemplative we could watch a video you know like we could do all this and that and the other but maybe partly I'm you know I'm fortunate that in my household we can make music together mm-hmm. you know and I suppose maybe one of the issues is there. Have we sort of de-skilled our congregations yeah. so that they only think they can sing if they have a big band and a mm-hmm. p- maybe that's part of it. And, and maybe some of those people that you're talking about, Geraldine, who was who are so sad. I mean, and obviously we can't gather. We just literally cannot get a whole group of people together. But I just wonder whether music has become sort of so rarefied and about what you can only do when you're led in a certain way. Mm. I don't know. Do the people Yeah. Yeah, we were, well, I was actually, um, before we came on, I was reading through my dissertation from LST because oh. I actually wrote, it was on why do we sing in church? Yeah. Um, and I was reading this section about basically like what music was like in church before the Reformation, where it was all sung by people who were highly skilled and could read music and could speak Latin. <laughs> and the congregation had to just sit and listen. And then when Martin Luther made the bible available in the common tongue hymns were born and Mm. the congregation could engage and could Mm. learn theology and learn about god and sing their theology and then i was basically just arguing that perhaps we've come to a point in contemporary worship or a lot of people have argued that we've come to a point in contemporary worship where we have unintentionally created the same divide where Mm. we've put people who can play music onto a stage or at the front of church and said you you do 
this and we'll kind of like follow your lead or but yeah it's become more do it for us than we'll follow your lead and actually one of the things I've felt really over the last few days even just really passionate about is like we need to teach exactly what Grace was saying we need to teach our families how to worship again like we need to learn how to why we do worship and and it needs to become accessible for everybody and so Mm. I think it's something that I'm really passionate about like this kind of gap in almost in teaching in the church of like what what why do we do this and and now that we're not able to do it how do we do it Hmm. in the new circumstances and like between the now and Hmm. when we eventually may be able to gather again Hmm. like what are we doing now Hmm. um it's not that we yeah it's really interesting because it's not that we haven't had um well i guess probably because of the circles we we have moved in but it's not that we haven't had teaching on why we worship how to worship you know and 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 certainly those of us that are involved in the the um education academia you know the kind of the things to the challenges of putting people on a stage and let's so it's not that there isn't that wisdom out there i think that that giving it to the experts is going to lead to an alienation. It's going to lead mm. to an isolation. Mm. It's going to lead to mm. a place where eventually people start opting out, mm. whether it's um, by not turning up, as you say, Grace, or, or whether it's actually just singing a little bit quieter, you know, <laughs> and, and, well, the band can do it. It's all complete. I don't need to be there. And mm. so it, for me, it's, it's that tension between... Um, beforehand there was all that teaching out there but it kind of took some takes something that's really that actually well uh, matt's song when when it's when all is stripped away yeah, yeah the music yeah. fades and all is stripped away and and suddenly we've sung that song i mean i remember <laughs> arguing um that song in love you understand <laughs> with, um, with people saying i don't get that song because i'm not a musician so i don't know what mm. that means you know mm. when all is stripped away and you can sing it because you kind of clock into the music thing and but now suddenly we all get it you mm. know, sing it almost again. like we mm. we kind of have to mm. we've had to live it to understand yeah you know and, and i'd be really interested um you know Gemma, i'm fascinated by that cycle as it were mm. you know mm. what you were um picking up in terms of of have we reached that stage again and then what happened post luther and how mm. how you know, the giving the music mm. and gathered worship mm. back to the families, back to the people, how that mm. was earthed, how that, mm. um, yeah, was, was generated. Mm. It was probably earthed, wasn't it, through trials, as you're saying, Geraldine. Yeah. It's because we're having to, mm. we're having to find new ways to, yes. to, 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 yeah, to, to work, to worship in a, in a, in a different way. And I was just thinking even back about, I don't know, the time of David and, the building of the temple, that was probably when, again, it got a bit professionalised, right. <laughs> you could say. Yeah. You know, I'm not an Old Testament theologian, but I'm sh- it's just something about the cycle of humanity, isn't there? There's, you know, mm. they probably got a bit professionalised. So you had David Rufford Medi, then Solomon builds the temple, and then you had the whole Levitical order. And I'm sure that was, it got to the point that was highly organised about who was saying what psalm at what way. And then in comes Jesus the disruptor. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all, it, it kind of all, mm-hmm. it, it moves out in a really, in a really different way. So, so I think your cyclical thing is really helpful, Gemma. I think we've been here before. Mm. And yet God is still trying to sometimes teach us each generation 
um, uh, I want to liberate you from your ways so you go deeper for me. So that's what I've been reflecting about the disruption of sun worship. Is it that have we put a way of worshipping on a pinnacle? It's become mm. an idol mm. instead of a means of connecting with the living God. Yeah. Mm. And and so so that's that's kind of where I've been reflecting on sun worship. Has it become, mm. I understand for some people they miss it. It's a physiological thing. It's a spiritual thing. But has that become the only way now? Mm. And so God is trying to say, I'm here behind the song. I'm trying to connect. There's more I want to give you and more I want mm. to to show you. And it's taken this disruption mm. um, for maybe God to reveal that corporately and in individually maybe for some people and I'm always thinking them for me I come from liturgical well you can say Anglican liturgical but it's always about you want I don't want the medium to become the main thing mm. to become the god and I just wonder right. in all our different traditions our way of worshipping had potentially become idolatrous and actually, if I haven't got my 30 minutes of sung worship, then the Holy Spirit can't turn up. Or if yeah. I haven't had my con- if I haven't had my confession and the vicar's 10-minute homily and da-da-da-da, then I haven't done, I haven't connected with God. And so I think disruption is really pushed. God is use, using it mm. to say there's more to me and worshipping me than you've probably ever even contemplated. That's quite a difficult, a discomforting place to be with. And so my reflection I'd like to know from you is, if we've noticed these threads and these rhythms or these uh, cycles, how do we help people hold that space when, when they come, when they come back, they just want it as it was before <laughs> because so much stuff has changed in their lives. Yeah. So I want my 30 minute da da da. I want this. I want, yeah. you know, and I understand that, but I don't know under how you feel mm. as worship leaders. Yeah. Um, are you thinking about how can I, maybe I hold the space differently because we've mm. all been on a different journey and I can't just come back and plug in as I did before. I, I don't know whether that mm. has resonate, resonates with any of you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I think just as you just said, one of the biggest temptations will be when we all get together that we're all just chasing that experience again of that thing that we have not had for over a year of the the big band-led worship celebration that the noise the not the noise but you know that that big experience mm. um because i guess that's what so many people are missing and i think us included as well you know like we we're musicians we love being together and hearing that big sound of course mm. but in terms of like what does it take to get to a place of, of real authenticity i think um well, I think Geraldine, you've touched on it with with mentioning a song like "When the Music Fades." Like we need good songwriting and good just worship leaders who who are educated, spirit led, sensitive, who are able to to guide us into that new space, mm. uh, into that that third space. You know, after orientation, disorientation, into that reorientation space. Oh, we've got Bruggerman yeah. coming in. Right? <laughs> That's actually something that I came up with. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. I was reflecting on the Psalms the other day. No, <laughs> no but I, I really think that good leadership is, is so much more important or will be so important than, like, or, or more important than it ever was, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, there, there's such a... Um, 
It is such an opportunity, isn't it? I mean, you kind of, the cycle that we're talking about is as much about the cycle of remembering the grace of God, mm-hmm. isn't it, in all of this? And the mm-hmm. the kindness of God that even when we were, when we were within the frames of this conversation, messing mm. it up and putting the big bands on stage and making all the noise, quote unquote, God's <laughs> kindness was still there and there were people that were being coming to know Jesus and creativity was being birthed and, mm. and and songs were being written. There were great songwriters. So I think there is that mm. there is that tension or that cycle of the kindness of God and the grace of God mm. um, in it all. Mm. And and I think as well it's part of the mix is for for me and for us, I think Tima what you said about um, you know, we love it too. We love it too because it's a gift from God. Of course, yeah, yeah. of course. The music is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, it just has so many colours and expressions. Mm. And when you can only weep, you can sing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just this incredible dynamic. I remember Rob Lacey um uh, one time talking about I don't know if it's a poem or um, uh, some some kind of uh, prose that he wrote about the angels um, seeing God create music the way that wow. he described it you know wow. like this is going to break hearts it's going to unite nations it's going to you know it's going to cause angels to crack the sky it's like mm. kind of it's an amazing thing and so mm. I guess for for me and for us it's not wanting to say well now we've come through the third lockdown we're not going to do the music because we're all grown up and we're going to get us it's going to activate us it's going to knock us off our feet it's going to go leave us like yeah Yeah. because it's a gift from god but the danger is which i think grace you articulated is the is the idol and that's again Mm. another cycle in terms Mm. of that we see in our you know humanity's interaction with Mm. god is that Mm. god gives gifts and then they become idols Mm. so there's always that Mm. temptation so i'm not sure if the question is so much let's get better musicians better writers better um, songs, better ways of doing creativity. I, I wonder if, the, if there are more fundamental, and I'm not sure what they are, but mm. there's something I think about that cycle. There's mm. something I think mm. about remembering God and not having idols. Mm. Um, and there's something too about people, gathering people. I think that's been one of the things, you mm. know, about about how do we do this together yeah. that draws on the gifts of others in the in the body, in the family mm. that isn't just about the one voice or yeah. Mm. Sorry, I'm right. no, it's great. It's great, Jody. I mean I'm just you're just making me think about how um you said we're gathered and not the one voice. So I have these dreams that when we come back we'll just have 
several services will just be like mega songs of praise just give us your greatest hits people you know what I mean because people are just going to need to sing and you just help me remember the power of music to heal and unite mm. and we shouldn't shy away from that when the opportunity comes that's a God's gift to us as you said that's his going to minister his grace through our music Mm. And I think I can I can just picture people weeping out of the sheer release that they can sing, they can play, they can touch, they can hug. And, and I can see music really helping bring uh, mm. restoration and then go to those places where we're still mourning and, and weeping. And mm. yeah, and I, I just think maybe there's I'm just hearing about the need to give people freedom mm. yeah. um, when that time comes. And me as a as a vicar, not to be too prescriptive. But they just might. People just need to enjoy hearing their voices um, and hearing that music being played and seeing the band back up and yeah. thinking, "Play that song again." I, I just think, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just think it, it can be a, it could be an amazing healing gift for all of us to to to, to have that. And I think we need to embrace that and mm. um, welcome that. And not yeah. for me, I'm talking to myself, not try to control that experience, but just say, "Okay, Holy Spirit, what you, what you planning to do now?" Yeah, and yeah. and and go with that because that moment won't come again. You see what I'm saying? That first yeah, time, yeah, yeah, those yeah. first couple of times will be pure gift. And yeah. so I'm already thinking about. I just want us to take our time and not yeah. not be rushing on through things. And yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. people can yeah encounter encounter God. But I think I've learned through this that we um there is if we all made we're all made in the image of God, we're all charisms of His Spirit. Mm. henceforth when we gather something there's a potential for amazing things to happen which mm. I just feel you can't do in zoom yeah, <laughs> I need to feel you I need to, I need your your you know your atoms I, I, there is that visceral thing and that, that's because we're in reincarnated yeah. um and and we and maybe it's uh trying to help people remember that and see that and cherish that mm. when we can come again because I think we didn't know how precious that was, mm. yeah. how fundamental right. it was to our human being and how fundamental it was to what it means to be church. And yeah. so, I don't know, I just, I think it's how do we, as you said, Geraldine talked about remembering, how can we help our congregations, yeah. our communities to remember yeah. that we are incarnated and embodied beings. Mm. And I, I think this lockdown has really resonated that when, uh, from an Anglican tradition, you could say that embodied worship has just been, <laughs> shoved to the side <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> but I'm yeah. just I'm just reflecting it's so much more than it's so it's so much more uh, um, than just the raised hand and the tapping of the feet it is yeah. we have a there is a physical exchange when I'm in a room with Timo and Gemma isn't mm. there it's just mm-hmm. and we just I think that's just become so apparent to us and I'm just reflecting on how we can help our congregations remember that the first mm. time and the second time and in a year's time when all become yeah. familiar again, yeah. Like this is what we do, but actually, this is such a gift of God's grace that we're made like this way. Yeah, I think um, just on that subject, I was uh, saying to Timo just before we chatted that uh, about a week ago, we were chatting with his family, and his dad was saying, "Oh, what do you think? Do you think that when you know all the restrictions are lifted and whatever happens that needs to happen for us to resume some kind of normality, do you think?" we're going to be quick to forget that it was like this. Mm. And um, I hadn't even conceived of the idea of um, 
forgetting like this life because we're in it and it's so raw and difficult but I was saying Simo that that needs to become part of our story it's like when the Israelites were in Egypt and then they were in the desert and that became part of their story like that and their worship that was in their worship and that was who they were as a people and I think that this as much as like every other big thing that happens in your life becomes part of your story this has affected all of us it's not just Mm. a couple of people in one country of the world it's like global Mm. and so it's going to become part of our story as humans and so it needs to be reflected in our music in our songwriting Mm. and so yeah maybe there's not going to be songs that are like titled COVID-19 but there's going to be (laughs) there's going to be like a flavor of we did we went through this thing and it was like it's a, it's the new lamentations do you know what i mean yeah, it's going to be yeah, yeah. it's fuel for songwriting like i think when we're talking about what what can we be doing and to help like grace was saying to help our congregations remember or feel this we need to bring it into our music we need to write songs about it and yeah. say god was still there yeah. when we were in this weird time yeah. And this is what it looked like then and this is what it looks like now, but he mm. was the same. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I think it just needs mm. to become part of the story. Yeah. That is just, just blow my mind, Gemma, because I just <laughs> think we remember through song and music. Mm. And so there is that challenge, I think, to songwriters mm. to, you know, don't gather every single bit you've done and keep it because yeah. there'll be nuggets there that mm. we'll be able to either sing together or hear or or listen and 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 to sing to my children because I'm just thinking about Miriam you know when they got through the Red Sea and that amazing hymn of praise she gave but it told the story of God's salvation Mm. and so we we are going to need those stories that tell the story it was really bad yeah. <laughs> God, you know, yeah. it was really bad. Yeah, must be. Yeah, and but this is this is how we saw saw God move. So, but you're right. So that we 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 remember. So I I want my children are five now and set nearly seven. I want them when they're 16, 18 yeah. to remember. Mm-hmm. And they're going to remember that through the songs I will sing over them or the songs they hear in church mm-hmm. in four years time about this time. Um, and I think and and to hear about God's faithfulness. I suppose that's just a, I'm not singing a songwriter, but that's just a challenge to sing a songwriters out out there to to keep to keep on your trade people because yeah. we, we need we need you um <laughs> and you're going to be amazingly important for us to not forget so thank you Gemma that's really inspired I just wonder if that's um yeah a, a practicing a th- something to practice mm. I think the danger the dangers that we voiced that have to do with will we just go back are I think yes, we will if we mm. don't practice. Mm. <laughs> and, and you know, Kerry and I are reading through um, the Old Testament, and we just we just got to Samuel on Samuel. So this is Samuel and Saul. And I think yesterday we were reading one Samuel fourteen, and I didn't realise that Samuel. Um, I think Saul had done something another kind of Saulish thing you know (laughs) (laughs) so he had done this thing but at the end of it Samuel kind of says no let me tell you this is what God did when he brought you out of Egypt and then you came through the wilderness and then and I we were like like I I didn't know Samuel gave an account I mean I knew Mm. that Moses did and I knew that David and the others did but 
Mm. So again, I just they were practicing. They were doing that mm. remembering things. Mm. It wasn't just leaving it to when it happened in, mm. in Levitical times. It was right. No, we need to keep repeating this story because we mm. will forget. Because because mm. our cycle is forgetting, mm. and mm. Our, our bent is to forget. And so mm. that so to remember, we need to practice that 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 um, place. And so I I. Um, mm. Yeah, I was just thinking about that in terms of the the whether or not we um, how we how we remember. You know, I was just thinking, Gemma, when you said about lamentations, and I think you're right. I think it is in lamentations, but it's mm. also in Psalm one three six. It's also wrapped around praise. Mm. You know what I mean? So give mm. thanks to the Lord, and you read that. I don't know if you've ever had to read that on Sunday mornings. You know, and you kind of. His love oh, endures forever, and you kind of, you know, the fifteenth time. His love endures forever, and then you get to Og of Bashan because his love endures forever, and then you get to some other Scion king of wherever, and because his love endures forever. Yeah. But then you get back to creation and the sun and the moon. Oh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> he made the moon. Oh yeah, because his love endures forever. Yeah. But what was that obscure little verse about Og and Bashan? You know what I mean? And so, but that's again then practicing in praise yeah. remembering those days when the king og was yeah pressing them and it was not great and yeah so yeah that mm. that place of um practicing so yeah i'm really challenged by what what you've both said there Gemma and grace in terms of maybe those are the songs that, that we write songs that encourage us to remember the lament but also the praise that yeah, wraps yeah, yeah. around remembering but that also makes me think also daring to be obscure and daring to be local and specific. Right. Yeah. You know, like so many songs are written as if, oh, well, they'll probably get onto YouTube and be massive hits or they'll probably get <laughs> sung at some conference or whatever. Whereas like, what if you're writing a song that is so specific to your congregation mm. and it names or it, it just hints even at situations and people and it's got the, the equivalent of Og of Bashan for your <laughs> you know, parish or free church or whatever you are, you know. And it only really makes sense for you. Um, but it's, it has struck me in these days, like the we're probably all a little bit sick of those videos that are made up of lots of different musicians from the church kind of all <laughs> recording in their homes, you know. We see yeah. lots of those. But I think the thing about those are they're really precious to that community. I don't yeah. particularly need to see your community's one, but if my community does it, it means a lot. Yeah. And I think, you know, this songwriting challenge is, is a very similar one, is what if we're writing songs? And it doesn't mean anything to the church down the road or the church in America, or the, but for us, it says yeah. this was our experience in this time. Yeah. yeah. Indigenous worship, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For creativity, Sam, would you, I know you and Sarah kind of are, so far down the road with this but what creativity would you be exploring and, and which includes non-musical creativity I guess <laughs> we're trying a lot of things that were like how would that work over zoom <laughs> yeah, yeah. right now we're like how do you do this over zoom do you use the chat do you use what what actually works that's that's really a lot of where we're at mm. um and it means that it's it's pretty specific to now it's limited a lot of it is about community involvement so whether it's 
people doing something that you can see or they're writing it in the chat or they're given space to, to feed back. But I just think the, the one way, you know, we, and, and most of the problems that we're having in this age are problems that we, we had before, but they're just more obvious now. Mm. The one way I am oh. going to talk to you, okay, yeah. you know, you sort of could get away with it in physical church, but on Zoom church or YouTube church, it's just deadly boring. So that's that's yeah. where we're at a lot of the time is just mm. what what's interactive what 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 will work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But how about you guys? I'm, yeah. I'm interested if you guys, particularly with the with the songwriting thing, have you guys been writing songs that have come out of this season, or what's been going on there? Uh, we wrote a song about last Easter, <laughs> but it was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek song. So we got the lyrics in, stay home, protect the NHS, and please save lives. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about being specific. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. But, but what about your, because we didn't say, but you guys do a band called The Forest Feeling, and you did a yeah. song called Pioneers, which isn't specifically a worship song, but I felt like that, all your experience was coming in. Just tell us a little bit about that. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, Pioneers is a song that we wrote last summer. Um, well, pretty much coming out of second lockdown, but it was very much uh, obvious that this is far from over yet. But we were beginning to really long for that time after the pandemic and we're just beginning to dream a little bit, I think. And so this song really talks about... Um, yeah, that adventure spirit again, and mm. um, just starting to to think what could life afterwards look like, and you know, let's awake, let's awaken to the to the reality that we get to create mm. still. Mm. Um, you know, mm. given whatever the uh, the boundaries will be, but we can still create something afterwards. And so, in the chorus, it says. Let's dig wells into silence. Let's ride waves, crossing oceans, and so on. So it's really just like a, an appeal to people's creativity and adventure spirit. That's, yeah, I felt like we needed to hear it ourselves at the time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How about you, Kerry? What's the creative spark been doing in you? What's What's been pouring out? Yeah, uh, I think, um, I mean, this has been... Uh, a challenging week in terms mm. of responding because I don't know about you guys but COVID has just got closer and closer and closer mm. and um, we lost a, a member of staff at college yeah. and um, this week we've had a student whose wife who is a nurse she's in intensive care oh, as, we, as we speak and so as a community, we're praying for mm. for her and for the family, and um, as creators, we're responding with, first of all, a groan as well, <laughs> you know. But um, mm. uh, I mean, interestingly, um, on Thursday, I had, I did a couple of lectures on just responding to psalms, and the first lecture I did, I opened Psalm 18, mm. and it was there in front of me and I just didn't quite have the the nudge to use it in yeah. the class between that class and the next class the email came about this 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 student his mm. wife and um Psalm 18 was like okay it's in my hands mm. the, the the death wraps it's 
Lord came close to me and wrapped, tried to wrap itself around me. Mm. And um, there's this just reality of, of maybe not making it through the night. Mm. Mm. And there's mm. that real heart cry, God, I need you. I'm desperate for you. I'm at your mercy. Mm. And um, so I start the next class and start to ask the students, have the Psalms connected with you at all? And the second, the only student who mentioned a specific psalm said, yeah, I really got into the psalms when I read Psalm 18. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is the moment. Yeah. To, and um, so the end of the class, we used this psalm as a prayer for this precious couple and their family and just mm. sang, sang it from our hearts as we could in the moment, you know, and um, mm. just have joined the the growing swell of of prayer and... and um, uh, compassion and the love of God and the, yeah, the beauty of a community in prayer and, and we heard today this um, she's off a ventilator now oh, wow. just seeing um, just the answers to prayer but we've still grown on until yeah. she's, she's safe but um, yeah so very practically the Psalms using those as a, as a cry, as an ache and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. to grow together Mm. Yeah. Actually, that that reminds me because um, mm. so one of the things that we have been doing is has been trying to encourage choir leaders by running online choir sessions for their choirs mm. and but the songs that have really landed mm. um, that well the songs that are are accessible to do within an hour are shorter songs we found mm. and and memorable songs so. The songs that have really landed have been the spirituals, the new spirituals that we wrote. Mm. And, and in fact, we did a session last night and I was looking mm. at the date and I was thinking, no, oh, this is 2016. So mm. it's, it's already coming up five years old, mm. this song, 2016. But what I clocked mm. last night was when we started this new spirituals project. So we, we, mm. did, um, we did two CDs and each CD had five traditional spirituals on, but they had five new spirituals. So those yeah, new yeah. spirituals, we, we basically started at mm. Psalm 1 and we were, we were working through the psalm, kind of, you know, experimenting with, oh, let's try a spiritual on this. And so, um, so, this, um, so this song that we sang last night was based on Psalm 27, I think. But, yeah, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're singing this song last night, merrily singing it, and then obviously we've got our students in mind, we've got our choir in mind, and, and the title of the song is Be Strong, Let Your Heart Take Courage, mm. Though the Winds Around You Blow You Off Course. Five years ago we wrote mm. that song and mm. and mm. offered it, you know, Lord, this is you, thank you for the gift, and, it, you know, that's mm. great, but it landed last night. Mm. It, just, it just felt, you know, and, and I, just hearing you talk about the psalm, there, I guess I'm just still in that place, you know, where which we unearthed just a bit of going our conversation about how do we remember? Are there things that we can bring? And maybe, again, as songwriters, as creatives, mm-hmm. it's starting at Psalm One. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, just yeah, yeah. Working through, mm-hmm. and um, so so the Brueggemann thing is a thing of the spirit. <laughs> but, the, um, but that but working because the, the psalms do what 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 
what we've come to enjoy, mm. all of us, about the Psalms is that it doesn't pull mm. any punches. So you can go to lost it praise. Yeah, you can yeah, go yeah. to lost it lament. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so if you're working through the Psalms, you, you, have, to, you have to do Psalm 13, which is how long a Lord, mm. as much mm. as you have to do Psalm 23, which is the Lord is my shepherd. You have to, yeah. you can't just pick and choose. Do you mm. know what I mean? And so maybe that's part of the challenge for us as writers to, mm. to to bringing that bring in the the hymn book of the bible as it's called yeah um to, yeah. to, to practice remembering yeah yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah there's two things in there isn't there the resource of the of the psalms and the bible but also the resource of spirituals themselves because again they mm. rising up out of suffering you know, mm, and wow. coming up out of mm. oppression and yeah. and struggle and, you know, times when the hope of glory was the only hope you could see. And, you know, so maybe there's a few things in there for us to draw on that are yeah, yeah. otherwise our repertoire is, you know, not really serving us perhaps, but it doesn't mean that it's not, mm. it's not out there, you know. Guys, this has been so rich and I'm so grateful for your time and your expertise. Let, uh, let me just give you an opportunity, um, websites, resources, things <laughs> that you are doing now or did five years ago that are suddenly having a new lease of life. <laughs> let us know. Uh, Timo and Gemma, just let us know where people can find Forest Feeling and Gemma's cards and all of that. Yeah, so you can follow our band, our music. We're called The Forest Feeling. Uh, look us up on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, would be great to yeah meet some of you and say hi. Um, my cards is um, under the name I Am Handmade. So you can find me on Instagram, I Am Handmade Cards. That's such a brilliant name. Mm. <laughs> such a cool yeah. name. Yeah, and I probably came up with it about five years ago. <laughs> so. Awesome. How about you guys, Lucy's? So we, I guess the easiest contact would be um, GeraldineLatty.com. And if you go to the Contact Me page mm. there, that's got all the Instagram, Facebook, um, other YouTube links and, and so on. There you go. L-A-T-T-Y. Awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. No, really got Let's me thinking. Let's have a meal out some time. Visit engageworship.org slash disruptingworship for reflection questions and links to resources for each episode. You can get in touch with us by email on info at engageworship.org and also via Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Engage Worship. Mm-hmm.